Hello and welcome to the one and only podcast you need in your life for keeping up with the latest and greatest at Elmwood Park. This is Parkside Chat, where you get the 411 on District 401. I'm your host, Aaron Selmer. For the sixth episode of the season, I am delighted to be joined by the admin team of Elmwood Elementary, Principal Mr. Matt Lerner and Assistant Principal Mrs. Stephanie Hagens. Okay, before we jump in, guys, Halloween is right around the corner, so a fun little trick huh, we could do is what is each other's favorite candy that's pretty easy mrs hagan's favorite candy is kit kat am and i right you are correct and mr lerner um i know your favorite is reese's now are we, are we talking the cups or are we talking the reese's pieces he only likes reese's cups but in an emergency i'm sure he could eat reese's pieces as well what about or the giant cups yeah, I can take the giant cup. Even okay. the one with the Reese's pieces in the giant cup. Yeah. Yeah, fantastic. I can do that too. I didn't even know that existed, to be honest. We it, also have a family that every year for Christmas makes us these delicious candies, and it's a pretzel with a Rolo and an M&M on top, and that is also one of my all-time favorite top candies huh. as well. And Mrs. Hagen's for the Kit Kats, does it need to be the, the milk chocolate, or can you do the white chocolate or dark chocolate? Never dark chocolate okay, because never. it's just too bitter for me. Too but bitter. I love white chocolate. And, white chocolate. And milk chocolate, yes. Okay. And what I would say, this is a great elementary topic because I think all of our teachers know how much candy we all eat <laughs> during the day. Like, it's pretty fantastic. Ooh. Now I kind of have a taste for a Kit Kat. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I may or may not have several hidden throughout the school. <laughs> Emergency stash. Always. Okay, perfect. Thank you. So before we jump in, for our listeners, could you guys just give a little introduction of who you are, what your educational journey has been like, and, and basically how did you arrive to this point in your life here sitting down with me at this podcast? Okay. So uh, Mrs. Hagens, let's start with you. I'll go ahead and start. And my journey um, so far begins and ends right here at Elmwood School. Um, I think most people who know me know that I attended Elmwood Elm and Elmwood Park High School, and I'm a proud graduate of the Elmwood Park High School class of 2006. Uh, I went on during my bachelor's in special education from Northeastern Illinois University, um, and then pursued a master's degree from Northeastern as well in special education. I have a master's degree in school administration from Concordia University, which I just earned in 2018. Congrats. And I'm currently, thank you, in pursuit of my doctorate from Northern Illinois University. I'll be graduating with my EdS certificate um, next summer. Um, as far as my educational background, working in education, I'm very proud to say I worked in Chicago Public Schools for five years before just by chance finding a job here at my alma mater at Elmwood, and I have been here ever since, and I believe this is year seven. Awesome. Mr. Lerner? Sure. Um, I am originally from Wisconsin, so I am a huge Packer fan, which I had to sneak in here as well. <laughs> um, so I was uh, raised in, uh, born and raised uh, in Milwaukee and then Hartford, Wisconsin, and then I went to Illinois, went down to Monmouth College, uh, a small liberal arts school in central mm -hmm. Illinois, mm -hmm. graduated from there, and I worked in Chicago Public Schools as well um, and spent three and a half years at Roberto Clemente Academy. And from there, I went out to a little farming community, North Boone, near Rockford, Illinois, and I worked yep. there for four years as a high school social studies teacher, uh, and I loved it, and it was fantastic. And I decided to move into administration. I graduated uh, from National Lewis with my admin degree and started working in Rockford. And I worked in Rockford for 
seven years as an administrator, uh, one as an assistant principal and six as a principal. And then this is the beginning of my third year here at the principal here in Elmwood Park. So I'm happy to be here. Elmwood Park is a fantastic and wonderful community. So, Yeah, absolutely. And you had a bit of a scenic change too from North Boone to here, didn't you? Yeah, it's, it's, you know, you're driving around the corn and driving around all these tractors and then you come over closer to the city. Uh, but I prefer where we are now. I like where we live. I think Elmwood Park is a great location. You're close to Chicago. You can drive a little bit away and get out into the country. So it's awesome. Yeah, that's funny. I didn't know that about you. My sister actually went to Monmouth and uh, my previous district, I work with people from North Boone and Rockford. So it's such a small world educationally, isn't mm-hmm. it? <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys so much. So first of all, this is um, the, you guys are the first elementary school to be featured on the podcast for this season. So I really want to talk about how COVID has affected both the staff and the youngest learners in our district, both the challenges and, and the positives that we've been able to overcome. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting when we hear you say about COVID, like, you know, we go back to March and we think about where we are now, seven months later to think like it's, it's crazy what has occurred over the last seven months. And it's almost like an emotional thing. Like our little kids and our little ones, like we care about them so much and our teachers and to know like that they've had a lot of support during this time from their parents and their community and they're, they're doing a lot. And I think about the impact that this is hall had on all of them. It's, it's hard as an administrator to see, you know, what all of our kids and our parents are going through. But they, they're resilient. I'm using a word that Ms. Hagen's talk. They're persevering through this time. Um, and I think about what's been happening over the last six weeks since we started school. And our teachers have just been amazing with what they're doing with technology and the communication and the relationships they're building. I think about our parents and the amount of work that they're putting in to support their their children and their families. Um, I think about grandparents and uncles and who are ever there at the house just to help these families. So, I mean, Elmwood Park is, they're resilient right now with what they're doing to support our kids and support our families. And, you know, and while I feel like we've been at home, our kids are still learning. They're still growing. Um, And so, you know, again, when I think about the last seven months, the impact has been huge and it'll be something that takes us time to to catch up on but I just feel like the parents and our students and our staff have just continue to overcome and uh, continue to push our students along for both their social emotional and their academic needs so it's been pretty amazing to see the community come together the way it has for our kids. Um, just what I would like to add is that still one of the most emotional pieces, I think, for both Mr. Lerner and myself was sitting there and crafting that message we had to give to our students um, when we decided that the schools needed to be closed. And that was really, really hard for us. And, you know, it took us a few days to regroup, but we really reassessed what it was that was most important about our school community. And it put into spark perspective that it really isn't just the building itself it's the community and the people are in it so we kind of started researching ways to reach out to um, reach out to our families we started utilizing youtube which was something that was brand new for us please subscribe to mrs hagan's channel it's fantastic we still use it um but the point was always to make sure that the kids knew that we were still here for them that we still care about them and that um, learning needs to continue whether we're at home or at school yeah and i think one of the benefits for both of us is that we 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 both live in elmwood park i mean stephanie's been here her whole life i like to think i've been here my whole life um 
even though I've only been here for two and a half years. But I think it's so helpful that we're both in the community and see our parents and see our students. The fact that we both have students that attend our school, um, I think is another level when parents talk to us about the challenge that they're having, we are living it with them. Um, my daughter's oh, yes, in kindergarten. Oh, yes, we first. are living that challenge. <laughs> you know, and so, I mean, I, my, my heart's and I mean, my just goes out to our parents because I know what they're dealing with on a personal level. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's hard to see all of our parents going through that, but it's also nice that they know we're going through this with them. We're not just directing them like our youngest learners are our kids. So we're trying to really focus on what decisions we make are not only best for the community and the school, but also what's best for the kids that we have as well. So it's very, very personal. And I tell parents that a lot, like what we do in this building is personal because our kids go here and we live here and it's a huge impact. And so, you know, again, as we go through this, we're going to continue to, to push along and our community is going to grow as a result of all of this in the end. Yeah. And I just, one last thing is with the remote learning 2.0 plan right now, I feel like our students are getting so much of the academics that we never knew was possible before COVID started to receive online. So I'm really impressed with our teachers and staff and everyone has just chipped in to make sure that the kids are still getting what they need. Yeah, and for the listeners out there, uh, right before we started recording, Mr. Lerner and Mrs. Hagens actually jumped in some classes, and it was so fun to listen to how excited the students were to see you guys in in the classes you were in, and um, and and these almost seemed like check in classes, right? They were some sort of. Uh... Our second graders today are having a little bit of free time together, so we're trying to reintroduce and make sure we're still having those abilities to connect with others. So one of our fantastic second grade teachers, Mrs. Ramundi, organized a few minutes of groups for students to go into breakouts. Um, so there's a group of kids who really like to play with Legos, and they're going to play and talk to each other for a few minutes over Google Meets. There's a group that likes art. And what's the group I'm missing? Animals. And trust me, all of the kids brought their cat, brought their dog, brought their ferret, brought their <laughs> turtle. Um, they're super excited about animals. And for parents who are listening, you know, you get to see pets all day, cats walking across the yes. screen, dogs barking. So, um, it, it was fun and we love that. Like we missed that as administrators going class to class and seeing kids. Um, and so it's just a little piece of what we, we had in person, we get to have, you know, with them during that time. So it was so cool to just see how natural the interaction was too. And it was, it was like, yeah, it was digital. You know, this was taking place online, but it, that wasn't, that wasn't part of what the students were feeling or talking about. It was just the, the pure excitement of, yeah. of the session that they were in. And the goal is to get them talking to each other. And even though we kind of popped on and like, Oh, Mr. Leonard and Mrs. Hagen's are here. Their attention quickly turned back to each other mm -hmm. and um, they're very excited to see all their toys and their friends and talk to them about it. So yeah. it was great. Yeah, it was. Um, in the back of the room, by the way, we are sitting in Elmwood Elementary's cafeteria. There is a bike and it's not just any bike. Am I, am I correct with this? This is, I cannot take any praise for this. I'm going to let Mrs. Hagen talk about this. This is her grand idea. So actually he can take some praise because this actually <laughs> came out of an idea that Mr. Lerner had. Um, this is how most of our ideas get forged, but he said one day he wanted a Segway scooter to drive around the town. <laughs> I did. I did. You're right. <laughs> and knowing in no way, shape, or form would anyone allow this, including myself, I started thinking. Because really, his idea was great. How are we still going to you know, continue to visit with our community and feel connected? 
So I just so happened that my dad has a vintage Schwinn tandem bike. And I thought no better way to connect with a community than to have um, our families donate some books, throw them on the back, and ride around town like the two coolest principals around with helmets and the masks on. Mm -hmm. So don't be scared when you see us because you can't really see our face riding it. But uh, we are available to ride around town and help support with technology needs provide books to students that may need them or just want some new ones. And that's all thanks to our families who donated mm -hmm. um, and just be out there still with our community. Yeah. And just say hi, wave, smile. I mean, we enjoy seeing everybody, um, you know, during the day or after school. So yeah, it's, it's been pretty fantastic riding around on it. Um, and for those of you who have not ridden a tandem bike, it's not that easy. It takes a lot of teamwork. Yes. And I Mrs. Higgins Some yelling I, at each other. Yeah. We work really well together when it comes to that. So um, I steer. She has no idea where I'm going. Um, and she pedals. And so it's pretty fantastic uh, <laughs> for the tandem bike. And just also a special shout out to my dad who loved the idea. And the bike is sitting in the garage. But he loved the idea that it could be used by our students. And so my dad's from Elmo Park as well. So just the idea that, you know, it could help kids in the community. So he immediately went out and got a basket for the bike. So we have a big, awesome, cool basket, which makes us even cooler. Mm -hmm. And on where Mr. Lerner rides a bike, my dad did attach a horn. And he put lights on the wheels. Ooh, yeah. nice. You have not seen the lights on the wheels yet because it's been light up, but. Yeah, I didn't quite understand why we needed lights when <laughs> we drive around from eight to three, but they're blue and it's very cool. Yeah. Oh, that is awesome. I, <laughs> I mean, we could drive a car, but why? Right. So much more personal with yeah. this. <laughs> I think it's a great idea. It's awesome. What do you think? You know, kind of jumping back to COVID a little bit, and we kind of touched on this, but, you know, if you had to summarize some wins or some really positive things that you think have come about from this whole situation, what do you, what do you think those are? Do you want to start? Because I want to start with a big one, which I think is our formative assessment tools. Our teachers now have an ability to really see what the kids are doing. Um, our students, especially in our younger grades, are using something called Seesaw. So the teacher might post a little formative activity, which is basically a checkpoint to see how they're doing. The student can record their answer and take their own time, uh, draw their answer, record their answer, write their answer. And it really gives the teacher an increased opportunity to provide feedback for that student, which we all know feedback is one of the most important things for student growth. So that, to me, was one of the first big things that I saw that was something you know when we're done with this we still want to keep that excellent feedback cycle going yeah i mean obviously that's one of many things i feel like there's a lot um the one another you know that pops up every time i think about it. again i keep going back to our teachers but our, our elmwood teachers again are, are just amazing with the work that they've done they have to put an extra time to plan because remote learning requires everything to be done online. And so something that would take two minutes to plan for in person takes 20 minutes to plan for online. Um, and they have just, they've jumped all in. They've worked hard. They've tried to build relationships with their students remotely, which is very difficult to do when you have not met any of these students before. And they are just doing a fantastic job of, again, working with the students, working with the parents, we just had parent-teacher conferences the last two days, and I've got so much positive feedback from our parents and our 
teachers because they said, I've never been connected more to parents in my career. Mm. I'm very connected to the family because the family, they're in the room with them mm-hmm. during yeah. instruction. They and get to see how great our teachers are mm-hmm. firsthand. It's something we always knew, yeah. but now it's happening live in your living room that your child's teacher is there and just, it's been fantastic. Yeah. And everybody see that and we've had nothing but positive for our teachers um, because of the work they're doing, because of the relationship they're trying to build. Um, you know, and one of the, so that's one thing is the teachers. And then obviously we just talked about the parents, but our parents have been very supportive during this time, uh, you know, understanding that the teachers are trying to do the best they can with what they have. Um, and they've been great about getting the kids online, asking questions, coming to tech support, you know, and again, these are kindergartners that need help every five minutes um, because they have a question about something. And so our parents have just done a great job. And so definitely a positive and a win has been, you know, the parents and the communication between the teacher and the parents during remote learning, I think has been really great um, for them to really see what their kids are doing online, what they're learning. Um, so I would definitely say that that's another, you know, extreme positive that has come out of this particular situation. That was a great segue into talking about standards-based grading. So since we're talking about parent conferences and we're talking about insight into what students are learning, this is obviously kind of the first push into standards-based. It's also remote learning. We have a lot going on. So I just want to kind of leave it open. What would you like to talk about with standards-based? Yeah, so standards-based grading has started, you know, and I wouldn't even say it started this year. This process started three years ago. Mm -hmm. And our teachers have been on board with this. And our parents have, you know, the communication we've had with our parents have been all positive. So last year we had a number of teachers piloted with a bunch of parents, with a bunch of students, and it was great feedback and the parents liked it, the students liked it. And now we're getting into everybody going full-fledged with student, with standards-based. There are, you know, there are a couple of things I love about standards-based. So as an administrator, I completely support it. Um, For me, it's about the students. So what standards-based grading does is it allows the students to know what do I need to know and how can I learn it? So an example is if one of the standards is riding a bike, um, which is a great example, you know, we know when you ride a bike, you can get on two wheels, you can go. Um, when I first started riding a bike, I fell. I fell the first time, I fell the second time, probably the first 25 times I fell, scraped my knee, they didn't get it. That's when we were riding the tandem bike. <laughs> that, that, that was last week for those last week. <laughs> last week. Um, but on that 26th time, guess what? I got on two wheels and I was able to ride the bike. And it was that one time that I was able to do it. So if you want to relate that to teaching in traditional grading, that means I would have gotten an F 25 times and an A once. So if I average that out, I'm still failing. Mm. With standards based, that shifts it. So rather than where I was, you know, I fell off the bike 25 times. What standards based does, it tells me where I ended up and how much I grew. So now I can ride the bike. Well, now I've mastered riding a bike. So I didn't fail. I've now mastered it. And so in standards-based, that's what we're looking at. We want to know when they've mastered that standard, when they've mastered multiplication, when they've mastered decimals, when they've mastered reading. And that is our biggest thing with standards-based. I don't want to punish kids who struggle in the beginning. We teach them. Guess what? We're teachers. We teach them, and then they get it. That is the biggest thing with standards-based is we want to know when they get it. And our goal with every student is for them to have those standards mastered by the end of the school year. So we know, you know, Mr. Learner, you're ready to move from third to fourth grade because you got all of the standards and where they are. Um, And so to me, when I think about standard base, it allows our students to make mistakes and may have some failures, but to learn and grow from it, which is ultimately what we want. Um, It also takes away, you know, we don't have zeros. We don't have 
Um, we're not grading homework, which again, homework is good when it comes to like learning skill, but if we're grading it, then how does that really show whether I've mastered the standard? It just shows me I have great work, work ethic. So I, I really enjoy standards based. I, I promise you parents, you're going to enjoy it too once you get into it and you really like it, but reach out, ask your teachers questions. Um, they're, they, they're, they're learning with you, but we spent again, three years getting ready for this process. And I think our parents are going to love it. Mrs. Haggins, anything you want to add? No, I think you really summed it up nicely. And I think it's important to know that we all feel that this is go what's going to be best for the children. So it's a little bit of an adjustment because we're used to that A, B, C, D, F report card. But really, this is so much more informative for parents to see where your child is at. I can speak both as an administrator and as a parent on this is that I have a very clear indication right now based on the standards based information I'm getting of where my child is and what things we still need to work on together. And that's something that you just don't always see in the traditional grading system. So we're looking forward to good things to come with this. And for parents who are interested in more information, we already hosted a parent university on standards-based, but it is available on our YouTube channel to watch at any time. And on our website, if you go to epcusd401.org and you search under departments and curriculum and instruction, you'll be able to find more information on standards-based grading. Okay, so as I was walking into the building today, there were workers out front putting in some new windows. Yes. A, <laughs> a lot of new windows. Coming. Yes. <laughs> so uh, let's talk about some of the, the physical changes in the building and some, the things that have been going on. Well, the biggest one, first and foremost, has been the windows. They were a little bit delayed, but we're just about done. They look beautiful. They really are much better than the orange ones that we had before. <laughs> These are nice and modern. They match the windows that were put into our new addition, and we have the same windows um, are being installed over at John Mills as well. Yeah, and for those of you that haven't been over and with our virtual tour, we, we updated the playground a little bit. There's some nice bouncy material now on the playground. Uh, we fixed the edges so kids aren't falling off, and there's no more wood chips, so um, it's a nice playground area. Um, you know, there's been a lot of, of things that are done that a lot of people don't see with getting the tuck pointy done. So the bricks look nice until so the inside the building, we've done a lot of painting just to touch up the building to make the rooms look, um, you know, really great. And so we're really excited about what the building looks like for, um, you know, for when teachers and for when students uh, eventually come back into the building. Yeah, our custodial staff has been really hard at work, really for months now, making sure the building is ready for students to come back into. So on top of all the daily cleaning and sanitizing they're doing, they're making so many improvements inside, including the painting has really made a lot of difference as well. It's got a kind of a fresh new look when students return. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it looks great when you walk in. Awesome. Anything else you want to talk about as far as takeaways during this time or, or anything that's, you know, in the back of your mind that you just want to talk about? I mean, honestly, like, obviously, if we go through COVID, you know, a lot of our parents are asking, like, what's next? And so I ask them to just continue to pay attention, be patient as we continue to move forward through this process. Um, you know, we all want our kids back in the building, but we want to do it safely. Um, and so we just encourage you as parents to continue to reach out and, you know, support our teacher that we go through this process and we figure out what the next steps are and then continue to stay safe, um, you know, outside of school, you know, do what's necessary so that we can bring, bring our kids back to school soon. Just echo that and thank all of our parents and community members who have really helped to maintain this Elmwood family that we so much love here. And even though we're apart, we're always together. And I would just ask parents to continue to reach out if they ever have questions or concerns. We're always here to listen. 
already. Thank you guys so much. To our listeners, thanks for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed your time with us. Remember to stay healthy, be good citizens, and make good choices. I'm your host, Aaron Selmer, and until next time, this has been Parkside Chat. I know. See, I told you, I'm the worst. I've loved more than other people. Hello, and welcome to the one and only podcast you need in your life for keeping up with the latest and current. <laughs> It wasn't me, at least. I was silent. It was you. I see you out of the corner of my eye. I was just doing this. I was just meditating before because this is true. No, you just. Yeah, I think that was perfect. No, don't get it. X it out. X all that out. Is that what you want, Sour Skittle? Can you see? Can you please say Kit Kat? Because you know dang well that you're. Favorite. Do you want the whole section? Yeah, you know what? Can you or just, just my intro? Can you of, just of, ask of, him all the questions about, about me? You Did you have the warheads when you were a kid? Like you I were... was going to say warheads, but I thought it sounded more professional to say sour <laughs> skittles. There you go. Sorry, sorry. I'm sorry. Actually, my answer. Okay, you start over. Sorry, and then I'll be so good. I promise. I was ready for a different question.